afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. Matt Belknap here. <laughs> and today, guys, we have uh, five mics in action. Yeah. Normally we have three. Usually if we have, if we have a guest, we have four mics, but today we have five mics in action because we have two gentlemen to my left. Uh, one guy is Jack Hughes, and the other guy is Nick Feldman. Known collectively as... Wang Chung. Everybody, Wang, Wang, Wang Chung in the house, everybody. Woo! So exciting. Pat, right off the bat, I got to uh, 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 tell, you, tell you this story. Just uh, um, Is this a Wang Chung story? Yeah, just, okay. to, just, to, just to let you know. I thought we were going to supposed to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys will get a chance. But just to let you know what kind of level that, that we're dealing with here, this is actually a story about history. Okay. And this is uh, back in uh, late 19th century France. All right. There was this big scandal called the Dreyfus Affair. And it was about a, uh, it was uh, this, this soldier got thrown in jail for, uh, you know, uh, war crimes. It was like, he was, he was Jewish, it was anti-Semitic thing. And then the, uh, the great writer Emil Zola wrote this letter, a very famous letter uh, to, the, to the president, published in the paper, caused a scandal, got this guy freed, and the name of the letter was J'accuse, which means I accuse you! And a young lad in England in the 70s said, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, that could be my punk rock name. Dude, hats off. That is the coolest. That's a great Back then, we're, you know, we're Johnny Rotten, Sid Vicious, Rat Scabies. Those were the punk yeah. rock names. Yeah. Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. That's awesome. But it's my fault, actually, that he's called Jack Hughes. Because uh, he wrote a song called I'm Jack Hughes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and, and Coming I from thought, the place okay, he was talking about. You're Jack Hughes, then. <laughs> yeah. And what was your name before you changed it to Nick Feldman? I was Dreyfus. <laughs> you were Dreyfus. <laughs> I went on to star in Jaws. <laughs> uh, no, I was Nick Despeak for a while. Oh, really? Despeak, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I did see yeah. that in the, in the bio. Yeah. And uh, now you guys got together in 77, 78. Mm-hmm. During the punk rock explosion, yes. everybody's having bands, but you don't associate your. You guys have a, you know, known for your more smoother, sophisticated sound. When you when you first got together in those early groups, did it, was it a little more angry? A little oh more yeah. yeah, loud and. Uh, I mean, I met Nick through a Melody Maker in um, ad. You know, sure. Melody Maker being a big music paper, and um, yeah, the stuff he was doing was really pretty angry and crazy. <laughs> and I remember the first gig we did, I, <laughs> we sort of got about half an hour into it and I just stopped playing I thought it really doesn't make much difference play or not. <laughs> wow good choice I went and had a beer and stuff and then came out and did the last song with them <laughs> I remember that gig of one of your friends because I kept putting my drink on the front of the stage yeah. you know sort of sip it in between my alcoholic drink mm. <laughs> and your friend was just walking around the whole venue just picking up any <laughs> any drink he could any find drink and drink including it? mine and just drinking it <laughs> that's a very sophisticated friend <laughs> <laughs> and so did you guys meet at school well you met in, in, through the Melody Maker yeah. but uh, were you kind of uh, in, in with the there must have been bands everywhere at the time there were a lot of bands yeah and it was exploding in uh-huh. London certainly and uh, but um, yeah I mean we, we just met through that thing and th- that, that uh, advert and 
I think there is a sort of affinity, you know, back then when you talk about the sophistication, for mm-hmm. want of a better word. You know, yeah. Nick was writing these punk songs, but they did have these really weird chords in them, sort of jazz chords, really, uh-huh. you know. Nice. And I think the reason I got the gig was partly because that didn't phase me. I devised this kind of really complicated <laughs> chord sequence for the, <clears throat> yeah. the prospective guitar players to, to perform. <laughs> Who were, and none of them could get their head around it at all, but Jack just sort of rattled it off in about one second. So I thought he's definitely the one. It was meant to be. And did yeah. you guys, yeah, did you guys hit it off immediately? Did you just click? Yeah. I think we did actually. Yeah. Musically yeah. and sense of humor and all that stuff. All of that good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and Jack, your wife is here. She is. Who have you been with longer, your wife or this gentleman? Nick, me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Do, you, do, do you get jealous? No. Do they have inside jokes that you that you still don't know about? No, but, uh, no. I mean, I know the whole history. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I, I'm too much part of their life. Okay, very nice. I, I'm the one who gets jealous. <laughs> <laughs> now, who who are some of the uh, groups that you guys were uh, playing around with then that yeah. our, our listeners might might know about? Like, who was in your in party part of your cl- graduating class of, oh, of well, those times? When I met Jack, or just before I met Jack, I been an agent you know oh. so i got thrown out of university <laughs> and i came down to london and uh, thought well, i better get into the industry so uh-huh. i managed to blag my way into a, a job as an agent oh, nice. and that was just when punk was starting to break so i sort of discovered adam and the ants actually you're kidding oh, me neat. and wow. uh, i used to get them gigs and stuff <clears throat> in the early days and uh, and I also booked out The Clash for about £10. Oh, no kidding. Nice. So it was all really exciting times. But the agency I was working for just didn't get punk. They just thought, it's not real music. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I can't stand this anymore. And I just left. And that's when, you know, we met through the ad. And that's when it all started. Mm. But it was a very exciting time in London. Yeah. That's when punk was really breaking. Mm. You know. And our contemporaries, I guess, we played with all sorts of bands and we played with U2 when they mm-hmm. were third on the bill at some mm-hmm. festival wow. yeah. we did a tour with the Human League when they had first released Dare yeah um, so I remember doing sort of you know Sheffield and Scotland and stuff like that with them and that was really exciting our it? first um, well our previous band was called 57 Men mm-hmm. and that was uh, that spawned three different uh, 80s bands mm-hmm. there was Wang Chung came out of that uh-huh. band Lee Gorman was on bass and he went on to join uh, Adam and the Ants and then Bow Wow Wow and the singer was Glenn Gregory who was who went on to form Heaven 17 yes and there weren't there weren't actually 57 men in the band it it sounded like it (laughs) on on a bad day false advertising because that's uh, but but we played our first gig we did I think about the only gig we did (laughs) was this place in uh, Basildon in Essex and this little very young band was supporting us and they were called Depeche Mode, oh, and it was boy. their first gig. Hmm, never heard of them. <laughs> Let me. Uh, here's what's funny about seeing you guys in person right now is uh, your photos on the album very serious, <laughs> and you guys are here laughing and smiling and and why so somber in these uh, in these band photos? <laughs> I never smile in photos. <laughs> never. Just, you just, just rule, don't. You know, don't. Don't ever smile. It's like a rap thing. <laughs> Rappers never smile. Either, yes, so. I know that's true. <laughs> You're trying to look intelligent. But, you know, it's quite hard in our case. But. So, uh, so your first album, it's uh, the the spelling is different. Yes, it's uh, it's it's H U A N G instead of W A N G. Uh huh. And uh, I need to ask, what does Wang Chung mean? 
Everybody has asked. That Everybody question. asked that. I know. I and still have to ask it. Managed to avoid asking. Avoid, it. Uh, avoid okay. answering it. Yeah. We'd have to kill you if we tell <laughs> you. <laughs> now I've heard story. Like I've heard there was like kind of an onomatopoeia of a, a guitar sound. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of you know sort of slightly cosmic Chinese thing going on. I mean, you can Google all this stuff and look it up. I, 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 all right. I also read that, yeah, like Wayne Chung is like Google the first ass. note on the Chinese musical scale, yeah, and also means yellow. That's bollocks. <laughs> just say that's bollocks. Also means yellow bell. Yeah, I bollocks. 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 I was in. Hong Kong last uh, October, right. and uh, and we did meet some Chinese people. And I said, "So, what does Wang Chun mean?" <laughs> they just were completely blank. You know? <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything unless it has tone, because Chinese language is like you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, I guess it means to them as well um, a number of different things. Some of them quite rude, perhaps. It's <laughs> a terrible insult in China. We can never go back then. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine this week told me he goes, "What well, means when you when you strum down, it's Wang." And and then we strum up to Chung. I go, that's not it. That can't possibly be it. But uh, so the first album uh, comes out and it doesn't do great. Great. <laughs> no, no Arista had high expect. Well, like all record companies do, they think they it's gonna, yeah, well, sure. Now, you know, the single's going to go smash and stuff, and, and it didn't really do that. But it did. Um, I mean, the, the great benefit of talking yeah. to you now, mm-hmm. 130 years later, right. is that you can see that it did have a sort of subtle impact over all sorts of different musicians Absolutely. and stuff, you know. Mm. And it is quite cult, that record. Right. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I would play something from it. I couldn't even, I, I found, I, I was able to find everything except stuff from that. Yeah, or else interesting. I give yeah. people a taste. I'm thinking of sort of trying to get it re-released, actually. Oh, yeah, with oh, the digital sure. age, get that on iTunes. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing? But uh, <laughs> Trent, my son tells me that uh, Trent Reznor is a big fan. He t- often names checks it in interviews. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. That does, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't get a better compliment oh. than a Trent Reznor. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's a good record. I like everybody yeah. in front tonight quite so much, but there we go. <laughs> so this is the point. Yeah, we, we would uh, play something uh, from uh, one of the songs, but uh, should, we, should we play uh, probably the first thing that most people in America knew uh, from early 84. Uh, do you want to hear a little uh, dance hall days and then we can come back? Uh, I, I want thing? to. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear some of that. Take your baby by the hand And make it do a high-stand And take your baby by the hill And do the next thing that you feel We were so in vice And I dance all days We were cool on Christ. When I, you, and everyone we knew could believe, do, sharing what was true, I said. That's all that's love. Now, I remember so vividly hearing this when I was, I guess I was probably a sophomore at junior high school. Yeah, me too. And just like, you know, smooth sound, kind of like Roxy music or something. I can, I can understand that, and and then there, it's kind of like has this reminiscing vibe of back yeah. to these dance hall days. But then there's like like a certain amount of like menacing quality. Like yeah. you're grabbing her wrist, you're grabbing her ankles, she's got tools in her mouth. Like yeah, it scares me a little yeah. bit. The lyrics scare me a little bit. Yeah. And I like after all these years, Nick is still you were, gro- you were grooving just to hearing it. I like grooving, that. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, it's got a solid groove. But it, uh, was that uh, what is all that stuff about uh, ankle grabbing? And uh, wrist yeah. grab, it is just uh, just free free association, or was uh... well, my wife's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One interesting story about.
about that record is that we did have a meeting with Quincy Jones on oh, wow. when he was doing Thriller, uh-huh. and they he and now, what I, was, what's this Thriller that you speak about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably haven't heard an obscure album. Yeah. Yeah. Trent Reznor loves it. Right? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. But they were um, him and Michael were interested in doing Dance All Days, you know. Oh, wow. uh, but one of the things was he said, you know, can you change the lyrics because it's not really Michael's thing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm and, glad you uh, didn't. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How bleached everything had to be for him. Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Very good>. let's, <laughs> and let's uh, let's just say that number one U.S. dance. Yes. And number sixteen U.S. pop for mm. the dance hall days. Wow. Awesome. Mm. Took a long time to sort of go up and come down. Yeah. So it was around for a long yeah. time. And it's 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 still around. It's still yeah. around. Let's play. Uh, no, let's play something else from Points on the Curve. Let's do a let's do a, a little deeper album cut. Let's do uh, let's hear Wait. Oh, okay. Love that song. Great, Jack. Not Jack Nick. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bass. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, no, don't edit the bass. Edit my mistake yeah. out. Mm. Um, did you always play bass like that? Did, like a mm. dance groovy? If I'm, if I'm really honest with you, I didn't play that bass. <gasps> that was programmed. Uh-huh. But I play it live. I mean, oh, but uh, that was all part. We were using a thing called the Fairlight. Oh, so yeah, I remember. It was all the early days of, the days. Sort of yeah. sampling and. Start on te- technology, studio technology. Well, so then in studio, did you program the we bass? Programmed it, and it's got yeah. his personality. Exactly, my personality. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> I'm going to say that's a rock solid exclusive. In fact, that's that's what I'm say. <laughs> you know, the, all the drums we sort of got on that record also and yeah. programmed too. Mm. There's uh, and it's real. It's um, you know, Wang Chung. We always see when we see pictures. It's always you two guys. I mean, there's other. There's other side musicians and stuff, mm. but no mm. no drummer locked in for a long duration of time, really. Well, there was in the um, on Points on the Curve. We had a drummer. Yeah, yeah. His picture's Darren. on the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also not smiling. <laughs> severed from the rest of us, yeah. We tried to yeah. stop him smiling. Yeah. yeah. Smiling. Yeah. No, it's funny listening to that, because it's, um, you know, the technology at that time of Fairlights and yeah. stuff, it was very, very slow working with those things. It was hard to move things. Everything mm. was on the grid, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, and why, the, didn't, the, why didn't they just play a lot? Why didn't they... they why? Because that's the sound back then. Yeah, we you know, yeah, you know it's like you... I think, you know, the styles of music, you know, everyone sort of thinks it's a fashion thing, but really it's to do with whatever technology was running the yeah. show at the time. And mm. Fairlight's Lynn drum machines, mm. uh, Lexicon Reverb, mm. um, 224X thing. I mean, this is all technical stuff. Yeah. But those machines really are why those records sound like they sound. Yeah, you know? I remember, I remember I'm, a big, <clears throat> I'm a big Queen fan, and I remember every Queen album I would buy would always say, no synthesizers, no synthesizers. <laughs> and then and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1980, the game comes out, and synthesizers. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. But that's what we were trying to mix yeah. the two, you know, yeah. Yeah. sounding sort of quite authentic yeah. sort of musicianship, but mixing it with 
synths and samplers and drum machines. I love I that, that mix of yeah, the yeah. organic, organic and the robotic almost. It, yeah. it just feels very. It, it, it's, it's an way, interesting it hybrid, timeless. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we try and do that on the new album Taser Up as well. Oh, excellent! Yes, Make sure that's sooner yes. rather than there later. Is, there is, but, yeah, there yeah. is a new album Taser Up. <laughs> do you want to yes, talk Jack, about that? There is a new album. I'll tell you what, Jack. Since you brought it up, let's yeah. uh, let's hear something from Taser Up. Sure. Um, are you guys okay with hearing City of Light? Yeah, let's hear City of Light. Always a good starting point. That song, the voice is definitely there, but I bet if you played that for people and said, who do you think that is, they probably wouldn't guess Wang Chung. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, right, well, maybe not. But you, and you haven't lost there. a step on the voice. No, I'm still there. And if we're being honest, I played bass on that song. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. But no, that sounds great, guys. Great. We open our set with that, actually. Oh, that's a, per- that's a perfect uh, show opener. Yeah, yeah it yeah. goes really well. Really yeah. cranks to 11. Yeah. Guitar yeah. Taser up with an exclamation point. Yes. I love that cover, too. That's really a cool cover. It's neat, isn't it? Keep listening and keep uh, looking at our Facebook page and our Twitter to find out how you could win, win autographed copy of Taser, Taser Up. Up. That's right. Signed by both fellas. So, um, uh, and anytime you want to promote Taser Up, you, one of you guys just say, jump hey, in. what yeah, about Taser it. Up? And we'll just jump right <laughs> back and play a song from it. But uh, you guys I had like a... What about goodness. Taser Up? Okay, let's... Uh, I want to talk about uh, Taser Up, uh, <clears throat> a song called Abducted by the 80s. Mm. Which uh, is that uh, now you guys uh, devoted your, your life to music, but for maybe the, the uh, casual fan, you seem married to a certain era, you know, right. the 80s and stuff. Is that, is that what, what uh, that's about? Maybe, you know, you're continuing to grow, evolve as artists, make these things, but a lot of people think, oh, yeah, that's a group from the 80s. Is, right. that, is, that, is, that, is that what that's about? Well, we are forever associated sure. with the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I don't know, think there's anything wrong with no, that. I, I think I, it was I a, agree. a great era of music. Sure. You know, uh, I certainly I mean, abducted, think it is. Abducted by the 80s. Um, my daughter was at university and she went to see this guy, Rob G, who's a sort of stand-up comedian mm-hmm. slash poet. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things he did was this poem called Abducted by the 80s. Oh, well. She managed to get a recording of it and, uh, and I sort of strung it together with a, a sort of piece of music I was working on, you know. But uh, it resonates with both of us, I think, you know, yeah. the sense that, uh, you know, in 83, 84, you know, when it all started taking off and then it sort of goes into the sort yeah. of cloudy sort of space and then we woke up with our pajamas on around the wrong way and sort of <laughs> highway in <laughs> Arizona. But, and again, ab- abducted by the 80s uh, is, sounds much better than imprisoned by the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, I want to play, play here let's, one more let's song. Let's do that one. We, we're talking about it. Let's hear one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. do you have it? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. I was abducted by the 80s. I never saw them coming. (laughs) I was on my way home one night at about three in the morning, minding my own business. When, without warning, I was catapulted from scene to scene to the music from the 80s. 
dressed for all the world like a new romantic, feeling a twat and starting to look it with some pointy shiny shoes and a Mel Gibson type bullet, landing from moment to moment like the bloke from Quantum Leap, cocking every one of them up and changing our history to the one you now know. I shot JR and not whack at this one. It's a little history lesson. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Very funny. Rob G. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> a lot of the references are kind of UK references from the 80s. I heard Song of Europe, Roxy Music, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, there's some A-team in there. We got yeah, that. Yeah. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> yeah. 99 Love Balloons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, uh, I want to hear one more song off Point to the Curb, then we'll, then we'll move on. I want to, and we want to talk about working uh, on the William Friedkin film, mm. To Live and Die in L.A. But let's hear, uh, let's hear the other big song from Points on the Curve. It was also a number one U.S. dance hit, and it's called Don't Let Go. Information. It's a day that turns the trains to York And on the platform, I saw your hat form A kind of halo in the crowd crushed home But baby, baby Now I never it's I never knew what you were saying on the on the background after uh uh oh don't you leave me don't let go away. I'll be a pumpkin for you what do you what is it is it? that's exactly it oh that's great <laughs> it's a Halloween thing <laughs> awesome <laughs> how did you guys like uh, wait why did you you Jack you started laughing yeah why did you laugh Jack it sounds we were such serious boys we? <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's a lot better now we were trying we? really hard you know yeah. but now we don't try hard and it's much better yeah right it's, it's more better. fun when you're not trying too oh, hard oh god yeah it's much more fun now than it was then what what was it like making videos then back then. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any input, or did they just say, "Hey, here's what we think the song's about"? It varied, Do this. It varied. You know, yeah. The video for "Don't Let Go" is we had no input into that really. You know, I mean, I like driving that big Mercedes car around. <laughs> but, you know, but things like you know, every day of fun tonight, we had quite a lot of input. On oh that. yeah, and um, that's of course Godly and Cream. The yeah, yeah, yeah. premiere video, yeah, very famous video director. Yeah. Yeah. Did it take for a damn ever? Though? Is it? It looked like it might have been like one of those Peter Gabriel situations where mm. you were there for. It, it took them forever. Yeah. Oh, for us. And we just shot it over and over again, you know, in one day. But you just kept doing the same thing over and over and over, and they would put the effect on it. So it was them who did all the hard work. They they literally, I mean, because in those days there was no digital editing, so they literally some poor guy was in the studio just cutting. Wow! So the the thing with doing that video was to stand as still as possible. Not smile, uh, right? <laughs> Never smile. <laughs> yes, and uh, and then yeah, and of course by standing still, you're fractionally different, and that's what creates the, the stroboscopic. And I would say if there's a list of iconic videos from the '80s, that would have to be Definitely. right up yeah. there, like we said with Peter Gabriel's. Yes, yeah. well, that so. was the inspiration actually. Mm. Yeah. The sledgehammer thing, we loved a lot. Mm. You know, so, so good. Although it got banned in the UK. 
What, like, oh, because Auntie BBC decided that it would could induce epilepsy in epileptics. Were there any confirmed uh, uh, yeah. incidents of that? No, or? no, not one. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you have to shoot an alternative video for the UK, or did you say we tried? We sort of went into the studio and did an edit where it was much slower you know, uh-huh. cuts, oh. but it was just rubbish. So oh, that's terrible. We, we didn't use that. Little known fact, the original title of the song, Everybody Have a Seizure Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, there's uh, so many rock songs uh, say, in, you know, urging you to have fun right. tonight. Who had the inspiration to rhyme that with Wang Chung tonight? Because that, that launched it into immortality. Not just a song, but you guys, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you put it your name out there. It was an ad lib. I can't claim inspiration for it, really. It was just... The hand of God came the in. The hand and of said, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sing everybody Wang Chung tonight. That's yeah. so yeah. great. That would be like... Nowadays, Donald Trump would say, it's all about branding. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put Wang Chung in a song title. <laughs> well, there was it's the a, best. There was, a, I think, with our producer, you know, because the original demo for Everybody I Found Tonight was quite slow and sort of like Hey Jude, really. It was that sort of mm-hmm. tempo. And my sense of it was that it was going to be a sort of ironic song. Oh, okay. How can you have fun in this terrible world? <laughs> <laughs> but when Peter heard it, Peter Wolf, who was producing, he was like, oh, man, everybody, everybody wang chunked, and that's the chorus. And not thought, the Jay oh, Giles guy. Yeah. No, not, yeah. not the guy. There's another Peter Wolf. Frank Wolf. one. Yeah, he worked in Frank's band. And, uh, yeah, no, Peter's a great musician. Mm. But he does... Um, uh, I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't argue with what works. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, thank God we, we did it like mm. that, you know. Thank God we haven't got any shame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're kind of bouncing around, but that's okay. We can do that. Um, uh, a year before uh, the Mosaic album came out with Everybody Have Fun Tonight, uh, you guys get hired to do the soundtrack for William Friedkin's To Live and Die in L.A., um, how, how does that happen? How do you get the call for that? Who decides that you guys are, are the ones to score this movie? It was brilliant timing for us because we obviously had some success with Dance All Days and Points on the Curve. Right. And we were under a lot of pressure to, from the record company to come up with Dance All Days Part 2, you know. Uh, and I think we were struggling a little bit. So uh, it came via uh, the fact that uh, William Freakin had heard Wait, the track you just played. Oh, great. That's cool. I'm glad and we played that. He loved that. And I think he sort of approached uh, uh, us f- to do something inspired by that song. You know? And, and uh, the, the, name of the, the name of the movie was already set? Yes. And did he, uh, did he want you to use the name of the movie in the song? Or was that your choice? How does that happen? No. I mean, we had a it's conversation true. with him. Oh, yeah, um, okay, Because cool. he contacted us directly, essentially. But it didn't come through the record company or any of that usual stuff. Oh, neat. So I was with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen since I was at university. And his phone rang in his apartment because there were no mobiles in those days. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, and this voice sort of said, uh, yeah, will you be there in half an hour, Mr. William Freakin wants to call mm-hmm. you. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. You know? And uh, so we had this conversation and... Um, yeah, Billy just talked about what he was doing, about the movie, how he loved Wait, how I want you and your band to go in the studio and just give me an hour's worth of music like that, just jam together. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea that it was me nicking a drum machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing he did say was, you know, what I don't want is a song called To Live and Die Now. <laughs> he did not want that. He did not did want not that. Want and initially we didn't supply it to him, you know. Mm. So we did all the instrumental stuff. Okay. Um, we did it in a week. We didn't see the movie before we Interesting. did the music. Oh, that's Wow. Interesting. At all. We were in the UK, you know, in uh-huh. London. Uh, but uh, with Billy, he's a you know he's a real creative, very intuitive bloke. And somehow there was the communication. We sort of knew what he wanted, and mm. uh, and we did it. Uh, sent it over to him. Uh, a week later, got a call saying it's amazing. Come and see the uh, sort of rough cut, which we did, and that was one of our 
best experiences, I think, sitting mm. in this preview theatre out on the Paramount lot, wow. watching the, the first scene of To Live and Die in L.A. as it was then, which is the sort of money counterfeiting scene yeah. with City of the Angels playing. Blew my mind completely. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it yeah, is great. It still holds up. And, and I, the, the soundtrack holds up, again, this past week, you know, getting into in touch with my inner Wang Chung, <laughs> talking to a bunch of friends, and, and more than a few friends told me, hey, man, to live in a Del- Die in L.A. soundtrack, that, mm. that's still great. That holds up incredibly. Uh, I, I vividly remember I was oh. a, a college radio DJ at the time, and uh, you know every day we'd get like stacks and stacks of right. records and open up the box and, and pulling out that uh, cover with that bright orange sunset mm. thing. And you could feel like the temperature in the room. Yeah, like, you can. You could, it was like smog was descending <laughs> on you. It was so like, uh, you really captured that. I mean, you must have like toured through L.A. and stuff, but mm. do you feel like... Uh, I mean, it sounds like it was an, it was almost accidental uh, that you like were able to capture the, what it's like uh, to live in Diana Lake to be like well, to move. We through. were signed to Geffen Records sure. direct, and they had their uh, mm-hmm. offices, which were in those days quite a small little office mm-hmm. on Sunset Strip. And so we did spend quite a lot of time here. Yeah, and I think it place. did sort of, you know, I'm not saying we kind of distilled something, right? But, but you know, LA was a very important place, and mm. you know. Even driving here today, do you know what I mean? Other along the Ventura Freeway and coming off at Coldwater, you know, I felt quite sort of nostalgic in, <laughs> in a way. Like, I still find it amazing that you you guys wrote all the music and then he, without seeing the film, and he was able to work it in mm. seamlessly. Well, we even cut. I mean, he even cut some of the movie to the music. Mm-hmm. It was sort of kind of video cutting. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it was an amazing. I think that's what gives it because when you watch the movie, you know, you think it's like an action movie, which it is in places. Yeah. But the first twenty minutes is actually really pretty static, and you've got these mm. amazing shots of uh, the sort of bits of LA that you never normally yeah. see. You know, all the industrial parts and the LA River, and um, so it's uh, yes, yeah, a strange mixture of sort of impressionistic kind of just taking it all in, do you know what I mean? And then suddenly the pace snaps up and, you know, they're mm. driving the wrong way up the freeway or whatever they're doing, mm. <laughs> you know. Sort of great car chasing. So, chasing. <laughs> One of the great modern noirs. And he knows a little yeah. stuff about car chases. Yes, he does. French he does. connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so how did, it, how did it come to be then? He doesn't want a song. It's mm. called To Live and Die in L.A. And eventually he, he gets that. Yeah. And he must have loved it. Well, after seeing the movie, we came back to the UK and, and the song just kind of came out yeah. despite me going, no, don't write a song, don't write a song. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Nick and I demoed it, Nick loved it and uh, we sort of sent it over to him and Billy loved it, you know. And, and again, he's that kind of artist in a sense, you know, he's not going to say, look, I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you never know, sometimes crazy well, directors and movie makers might sure. say that. But I think the cool. other thing was that we wanted to, you know, I was telling you about the fact that we had that pressure to Dance yes. Days Part Two, so it was a kind of. I think we felt it was an opportunity to maybe sidestep that whole issue, and by writing some songs, we could turn that soundtrack job into our next sort of Wang Chung album. Mm-hmm. Yes, because so I think that that was a kind of motivation to for that song and for other songs too. Right, because basically, uh, a, a soundtrack for a movie isn't necessarily seen as an official Wang Chung album, That's even right. though... No. In fact, kind of very much so in the yeah. company actually. were quite negative about <laughs> it, in a way. Yeah. It was almost like, mm, get this thing out of the way and get on with your pop right. career. Mm. You know? <laughs> so well, we well, sort of forced the issue the other way, you know? Well, it's, I'm, I'm glad you guys had a chance then to... to, mm. to Take a breather mm. from from trying to churn out hits, 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 yeah. and do this fantastic piece of work. And let's hear uh, the title track from To Live and Die in L.A.
like a time machine. It just captures that era perfectly <laughs> uh, in that movie, and it's so evocative. It's pretty cool, that song. I would it say. It really brings me back. This, uh, um, uh, uh, Badly Drawn Boy, About a Boy, Love and Spoonful, uh, What's Up, Tiger Lily, and Wang Chung, To Live and Die in L.A., like the best like single band soundtrack albums that I love. Okay. You know, wow. as, as yeah, that's great. As first you. pieces of work. Very nice. Thank so you. then you, uh, you get to do another song for a soundtrack. Yeah, a John Hughes movie, uh, some little thing called uh, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, <laughs> have you guys heard of that? We're, they were worried that they would not be considered eighties enough, so they were looking for a way <laughs> to find. But back then, uh, it was like if you were worth your weight, wait, you you had to be asked to be on a John Hughes soundtrack. Yeah, and so uh, did John Hughes make that call also? I'm not sure how that worked because mm. uh, we were that came through the record company. And okay, and it was all. Um, although having said that, that we were sort of like released from our contract to do that breakfast club thing because that was on A&M oh okay and, uh, mm. so uh, so yeah a more kind of I'm sure well, we all, must have been like Jesus yeah we already had some <laughs> no I think they were pleased about that one okay yeah <laughs> we, we, we're already known by then so yeah. I think that was just a natural sort of for the soundtrack and now you, speaking of being on Geffen it was you guys it was Asia it was a fellow named John Lennon. Got Elton John. Elton John, mm-hmm. like yeah. Uh, uh, Joni was on there as well. Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys? Uh, did you guys ever meet at the uh, Geffen Christmas party or anything? <laughs> 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 we all hung out together. Yeah, yeah we were all hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back then Geffen that was a big deal. Geffen Records. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting label. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were very kind of uh, you know loads of experience. The guys that were working there, you know, it was sort of like a like a super group label. If you know, I mean, mm-hmm. not the groups, but the people running it. You know, mm-hmm. really handpicked people. They were great. Check it was David Geffen who sort of suggested us to change the spelling of what, no what it was. It was H U A N G, as you yes. know, the first album. And everyone was sort of mispronouncing it. And we yeah. were really so fed up with that yeah. that we were like, when we signed to Geffen, we just wanted to change the name completely. And, and David like, Geffen said, No, don't. It's really good. Oh. Why don't you spell it with a W? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visionary. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen that uh, Eagles documentary? With the, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I love him in that. He's really, uh, yeah. yeah. He was very good. He's a businessman. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the song Fire in the Twilight from Breakfast Club, did you guys write that specifically, or was it just a song you had around and they go, oh, we'll take that one? It was more of a co-write, really, with the people who were sort of organizing the music generally. You okay. Know? So oh, right. I think it was part of the deal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That they mm-hmm. you know, would come in. That they had the sort of beginnings of that mm. song. Yeah. And, uh, it was so it was Keith Forsey basically yeah. was doing the soundtrack. Who produced the, uh, exactly. the Billy Idol albums That's and stuff. Right. And yeah. he was a drummer and a producer and he's you know, he's a talented mm. guy. Yeah. And he loved Simple Minds and loved Wang Chung. And right. I think he was the one that sort of pulled all the music together. All right, cool. And right. chose all the acts yeah. and stuff. Is that hard for you guys to write? With an outside writer, after when you guys write with each other yeah, all the time, interesting. I think actually, you know, I, I remember sort of feeling, nice, and that's a nice way, yeah, to yeah. It, isn't it? Yeah. No, I do remember there were things about it that I thought, mm, this isn't quite us somehow. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit rocked out and stuff. And, yeah. I, and I did rewrite all the lyrics to those ridiculous lyrics of the song, <laughs> <laughs> and we put in that section, that sort of slightly sort of spacey kind of section, yeah, yeah. that made it a little bit more Wang Chungy, more quirky. Yeah, yeah. let's hear, let's hear a little bit of it. I don't know if we're going to hear the spacey section or not, but let's yeah. hear. Wait, let's up. hear a song the it's guys the seem to not like. He's burning, burning in the 
This, this is the spicy bit. Okay. <laughs> Now that's uh, isn't that during the uh, dance montage? In that I think I can't. Boy, remember. it's been so long since I saw Breakfast Club. Because, um, but that's uh, yeah. I, no, I, they're I, running down the corridor. Right. Think of that bit. You guys oh, okay. are bopping around a lot to that. This might be uh, something yeah. to put in the set list. That was it. Oh, it is. Oh, great. All right. That's the thing. We do it live, and I really enjoy playing it live now. It has an, an extra spacey bit in it live. Yeah, it does. It goes all prog in the middle. Yeah. Have you ever have you, have you already played your LA shows, or are you on your way out of town? Or yeah, we played them. Yeah. Well, we have one well, more. Got one more. We? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're down in Bellflower. Oh, okay. Yeah, of a new wave club. That's Excellent. This coming Friday. Well, I got to tell you what. Well, you're you're in LA right now. We could we could hear a song live right now. Oh yeah, we we've been pretend- gabbing. We, yeah, we could pretend that this is a, a <laughs> mi- little mini tour date right here. <laughs> and uh, there's some guitars. There's, yeah, there's some acoustic guitars back yeah. there. What, what would you guys like to favor us with? Should we do? Anything you God, want. I don't know. <laughs> I was just enjoying talking. Yeah. <laughs> we, have to play. we have to ruin it all by playing. We can chat some more if we you want to play later. We can chat some more and close it out with a song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Should we okay, do Space that. Junk? Yeah, we could do Space Junk. Ah, we're in, do. in that sort of spacey okay. nice. vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's Space Junk. Space Junk uh, from uh, The Walking Dead. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. People love that. So we're gonna, let's move on talking about the Mosaic album. Okay, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, close it out. Yeah, with, uh, oh, wait, were they going to play right now? I don't know what was going to happen. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm confused. Who's running this show? <laughs> I don't know. Right now. <laughs> Usually Gary and I do, but now I, I don't know. Need a bit of an executive decision. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to play right now? We want to play a song we'll right do, now, and we'll then play it. another one at the end. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's, do let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Great. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Oh, singing. Okay. Come to me. Hotel, mapping our constellations of the space and us so well. Sifting through the systems for the space and in my name. Endlessly I list them in the master game. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my only world. Welcome to my only world. My head is full of space junk. Words are getting through. I'm riding on the space junk. It's bringing me to you. It's bringing me to you. Through the tenth dimension to the certainties beyond. And the subatomic bomb The machine that spins within me And the spirit that drives me on Searching for the answer Welcome to my world Welcome to my world Welcome to my only world to my only world My head is full of space junk But your words are getting through Riding on the space junk 
Sounded incredible. Sounded really cool. cool. You guys, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> and you know what? You guys did that for us. So what we're going to do for you is we're going to play a song from Taser Up, Yay! the new Wang Chung album. <laughs> nice. Let's drop in to uh, let's hear a little bit of Driving You. Cool. The, uh, how are the new songs going down live with the crowds? Are they are they willing yeah, to accept really new music? Good. I they hate do it really great. Actually. Good, really yeah, good. yeah. I mean, the, I think uh, the general sense is that you know the old stuff, the new stuff, it all really just blends all melts well together. together. That's great. Yeah, so there's no sense of people kind of going off to the bathroom. Good, <laughs> yeah. Because when, when I'm at a show and that happens, I'm, I'm really like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. these guys are still you making know, pe- music. People actually sort of you know make a point of telling us. Which is really nice. Mm. It's not like they're sort of suffering it in silence. Right, right, right. <laughs> but actually, like it, you know. That's good. That's yeah. good. That sounds good. good. Thing. It reminds me a lot. Uh, have, have you heard this group called Granddaddy out of California? The, yes, Granddaddy. Yeah, yeah it reminds me kind of that, yeah. like the, with the with the synth and the and the, or, but then also like the the organic uh, folky almost uh, mm-hmm. thing, but yeah. you know, less English, more California twangy. Inside, yeah. But uh, yeah, very very cool analogous band. to the, yeah. Uh, uh, a band called The Fix had a brand new album out this year, That's and right. I I love it and. 
then when I heard Taser Up, I was like, wow, I love this too. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's uh, it's it still sounds like you, but. In 2012, 2013, yeah. 2014. Yeah. In we the did present. a bit of touring with The Fix earlier on, actually. Oh, cool. We were doing gigs with them, and yeah. uh, it was interesting and good yeah. from that point of view. You know, I think both the crowds that came to see us both yeah. were willing to sort of accept the new and the old. And That's good. I think we're both bands that are trying to sort of do something mm. with our sort of legacy, if you know what I mean, but trying to do something new as well. You know? And now, with, with uh, both you guys, both of you guys were kind of more uh, bigger in America, weren't right. you? Right, yeah. yeah. very yeah. much so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And Cy Kernan has made a deal with the devil, right? That's why he <laughs> looks uh, like he hasn't aged at all. What's with that guy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we tried to find the right lawyer to do that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Professional courtesy. Well, uh, something we love to do here on Rock Solid is we love to have a quiz. Yes. So uh, now, Pat and Matt, you guys could play. You could uh, go to Wang Chung will be like your phone of friends. Oh, okay. Like if I need help, I can. Yeah, I can use. Uh, I'll use Nick, and you can use Jack. Okay, okay great. Uh, so I am. Um, yeah, that, those are good teams. I'm going to read. You a, uh, I'm going to read you a quote, and um, these these are quotes. They're either going to be uh, Wang Chung lyrics. Okay. It's either going to be by the uh, uh, wedding dress designer Vera Wang, <laughs> by the journalist Connie Chung, okay, or by the first century Chinese philosopher Wang Chong, who was, a, who, was a, who was an actual guy. So this game is called Wang Chung, Wang Chung, or Wang or Wang Chong. Now, just so you know, uh, Jack and Nick, Matt and I are as surprised as you are <laughs> yeah, right, at this yeah, point because yeah, yeah. okay. we don't we never know what Gary's going to come up with. Okay. So here Wang, we go. Can you make it more complicated? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it couldn't be simpler. Wang. Chung, Chung or Wang, Wang Chung, Chung or Wang, Wang Chung. Chung. Okay. So, uh, first one. <laughs> so, first we're, just, one. we're just yelling out. Matt, in. Matt, this one will be for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. okay. When Maury and I decided to have a baby, we took a very aggressive approach. Uh, that's got to be Connie Chung. So, Chung. It could, exactly. Okay. One point for Team Matt and Nick. Okay. Well, that was a piece of cake. Okay. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm nervous now. <laughs> Believe, do, and share in what is true. Oh, come on. Do you know Connie Chung? (laughs) (laughs) Wang Chung? That's that's Wang Chung. That's actually Wang Chung from Dance All Day. There you go. We just heard it. (laughs) Don't yell at me. He wrote it and he didn't know. You you got misled by your teammate. Matt, when I design a wedding dress with a bustle, it has to be one a bride can dance in. (laughs) I I have to assume it's Vera Wang. (laughs) Right. That's Vera Wang. You guys guys don't design dresses on the side. I've not heard about (laughs) wedding dresses and appropriate perfume. Okay, three more. Pat, you can still Catch up. No, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> on the platform, I saw your hat form a kind of halo in the crowd. That's Wang Chung. From, well, yeah, don't let go. Very good. We That's just right. that. Um, Matt, heaven has neither mouth nor eyes, nor arms or legs. Oh, I'm going to go the uh, philosopher. That's, right, Wang Chong. That's Wang Chong. Very, very good. Um, Help me, Nick. That's a good line. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a right. that. <laughs> Yeah, take that. You guys should steal that. Yeah. Um, I like it. On the edge of oblivion, all the world is Babylon, and all the love in everyone, a ship of fools sailing it. Is correct. Yes. Remember to have fun. And Matt, last one for you, bonus one. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> oh, that's from Fast Times. No, that's, that's Cheech and Chong. Uh, Cheech and Chong. Okay. Oh, I, like, oh, I always mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think so. Matt wins again. Thank you guys for for playing along. <laughs> okay. Now we, we've uh, we've we've. I don't want to say uh, what I was going to say. Doesn't sound right. But I was going to say we put it off as long as we could. But now we have to move to the album. And the song. Oh, Mosaic. Yeah, we, yeah, we mosaic. talked a little bit about it. Yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I think we put in some context now that these right. guys are not just that song. Right. We got a mm-hmm. whole thing. Because that's like, uh, you know, other guests we've had on that, uh, you know, like a lot of times they're, you're, you're defined by one or two songs. And, and 
Gary and I don't like that. We like we we like to introduce people to the whole world of the artists. The Ubra catalog, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like. So, uh, but uh, so the Mosaic album '86. This is the album now that Geffen has been wanting you to do. You did your "To Live and Die in L.A." You did a Breakfast Club thing, but this is what they were really clamoring for you guys to do, and you hit it out of the park. Yeah, Mm -hmm. with uh, everybody have fun tonight, and let's go and hypnotize me, and uh, let's hear. Everybody have fun today. I'm having fun today. That song is being used right now in promos for a new sitcom uh, here yes. in America yes. called The Goldbergs. Starring uh, Wendy McClendon-Covey, fan of the show. And, uh, and Jeff Garland. Yeah. Do you guys have any say when people want to mm-hmm. use a, a song like this? Do they oh, hold on. Matt's it? having a seizure. i got to put a... <laughs> 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 shouldn't have looked at the screen. <laughs> yeah, we say yes. You say yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's it. That's Do you guys want to use it? That's <laughs> <laughs> our new theme song. Now, was there... Um, do any versions exist of the, of the uh, more uh, forlorn... Uh, uh, Ironic version, like the one that... Yes, yeah. So now, if you check out our Greatest Hits album... Oh, from 97? One of them. Where you find uh, Space Junk. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's on the album. Oh, nice. And I want to ask about the the, the cover of the album. Uh, We... uh, Jack's on the cover... Is that true to say he's on the front and you're well, on the, the back? Side, yeah. Or can you decide which is the front and which <laughs> is the back? The first CD run, Jack was on the front and my eye was on the back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Someone messed up and maybe they got it right. I don't know. So does that, uh, that's okay with you that Jack's on the cover? Oh, I don't mind Jack being on the front, being on the back. We're sort of, you can have it either way around. So like know, if the, the Nick fans can be like, well, I'm going to exactly. turn it this way. Yeah, they way. turn it exactly. around. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they talk like that. The Nick <laughs> fans. <laughs> I like Nick better than Jack. Now, uh, of course, I, I you do can... Rem- oh, sorry. I, I will talk about that cover. Sure, if you sure. Want me please. To. Yeah, please yeah, do, yeah. Because yeah. I do remember at the time that there was a sort of, there was, um, you know, we had everybody of fun tonight, clearly. A potential hit record, right? You know, and they wanted to have our faces on the front, and mm-hmm. um, we wanted to call the album Mosaic because, you know, as always with us, we're dipping into different genres sure. and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and uh, we wanted to have an abstract kind of cover uh-huh. from. Um, well, I won't bore you with where we were going to take it from, but it was um, this stuff in uh, Barcelona, a, a sort of a oh, it does, yeah, the, yeah, the, the part as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, and we there were lots of fights about, and, and this kind of cover that we ended up with was a sort of compromise, mm-hmm. you know, of horrendous yeah. proportions. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's the story. Of the well, if I could comment on the uh, on the cover, <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had one thing to say about the cover, I would say I 
like the Knicks side better. <laughs> um, What's funny is that now, too. now that, now that everything's digital, it just looks like a, a really low resolution because it is a mosaic of <laughs> yeah, your face. Yes. But it's like, what is wrong yeah. with it? The font looks okay, but the yeah. picture's all great. Should have been called crap mosaic. <laughs> um, so after after having the uh, the palate cleanser of To Live and Die in L.A., yes. did you guys find it then uh, – yeah, Take a deep breath, and was it a little easier to come up with some more pop-oriented tunes then? Yeah, yeah was, very much. So, yeah. Nice. It was it a really question. Did the job, yeah, didn't it? Sort of letting go a mm. bit, wasn't it? You know, not being so kind mm. of. It's got to be like this. Thank you, William Friedkin. And yeah. in fact, you know, everybody had fun tonight. That. You know, uh, having sort of done that sort of age, slow, early mm. years version. Right. When we actually got in the studio, that's when we sort of knocked into the shape you all know and hopefully love yes now. well soundtrack you know, of every party for, yeah. for us that was quite spontaneous oh that's you cool know. in fact I, met Bob, I know Jack doesn't necessarily agree with this but <laughs> I remember we were recording in uh, Vienna I think it was in Austria and our manager was sort of due to come over and hear our progress you know mm. and we were doing this track and I was thinking this is either the biggest load of crap we've ever done <laughs> or it's brilliant I, I didn't know which but when David arrived, he just went completely ballistic. Oh, that's great. It, so. that's cool. Well, time, has, time yeah. has proven yeah. that you yeah. were wrong. Half <laughs> 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 wrong. Half wrong. Let's listen to, uh, let's hear another song from, uh, from the album. Let's hear Hypnotize Me. Jack's picture on the front of Mosaic, and if they were making the uh, the Anne Rice movie interview with a vampire back then, you, you might have been Lestat. You look like you're ready to bite me right in the neck when I'm looking at this yeah. cover. I should have got auditioned for that. <laughs> <laughs> at least. So you had, uh, you had uh, you know, everybody have fun tonight, went to number two on the U.S. pop, and then Let's Go also went to number two. Pretty great feat, because in the 80s, tons of people on the charts in the 80s. It wasn't, wasn't e- well, it's never an easy feat to get... Yeah that high in the charts but I mean when you have like Springsteen Madonna Prince Michael Jackson all these people in people there. still buying records back then yeah, yeah. people yeah. still yeah. buying records back good old days yeah. Yeah, yeah I know record stores yeah. vinyl those are the days say that word vinyl <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you guys how long do you, are you guys on the road with Mosaic just forever probably yeah yeah it was pretty long I think we did about a six month tour I I think we were pretty insane by the end of it. I think it. longer, actually. It was like nine months away yeah. from home almost, wasn't it? Because we yeah. went to Australia and did stuff there. And head- yeah. headlining at that point. Yeah, although mm. uh, the bulk of the tour in the States was with Tina Turner. Actually. Wow. not too shabby. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. What's yeah. that like to watch her work night after night? Yeah. So. She's great. Mm. Yeah. She is amazing. We yeah. played, uh, was it, played Madison Square Garden? Wow. Yeah. That was better than five. Yeah. <laughs> better <laughs> than five. English boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name for an album, Better Than Fine. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a vibe. <laughs> so then, um, 
So then Mosaic, you guys are, it's, it's, it's time to go back in the studio. You go back in again with Peter Wolf. Yep. Producing, and uh, you, you do an album called The Warmer Side of Cool. And then, well, here's what I always, here's what I, I can't understand about when you come off of such, uh, and this happens with so many artists, you come off of this gigantic album. Mm-hmm. Everyone is in Wang Chung's corner. And then your next album comes out, and what, what happened? Who drops the ball <laughs> on that? You guys did your job. Yeah. Is it record company? Is it, how does it work? Well, I think there's a bit of a gap, I think, wasn't there, between uh, Mosaic and... Um, I think I have 86 and then 89. So there's a three... Yeah. But, but you guys are still working during sure, that well, period. Too, You're yeah. out there. And that album took quite a long time mm. to make. Yeah. I think, you know, basically, there's always a sort of pendulum swing, yeah. I think, you know. So the pendulum had swung quite a long way yeah. into, you know, Wang Chung party band, you know. And I think Geffen were kind of like, okay, so you've had your success with that. Now you've got to replicated you I mean it's like it's like right. marketing isn't it you know you've made a, a kind of twinkie bar right. now you're going to make another one and, and, a, and it's no good making a caesar salad right. <laughs> and, <laughs> although it probably would be more tasty yeah. and as an artist that's the last thing you want to do is as a is mosaic two or a, a cookie cutter of what you've just we've done we've just never been able to do it you know, yeah. better or for worse you know we, we move on to the next thing i don't know what it is and it's the first, an artist thing or what it is you know, but. and the first couple of tracks on warmer side of cool are like a little sound a little heavier a little yeah. chunkier. Yeah. Let's listen to uh, uh, Praying to a New God. Listen to that. days uh, you know your first single was really crucial you know mm-hmm. if it sort of reacted well mm-hmm. then you'd be onto a winner and if, and if it didn't then things are going to be more of a struggle uh-huh. and that song called it's praying to a new god i think the bible belt stations were like thought we were exhorting really? people to sort of you know <laughs> renounce <laughs> jesus and they were burning <laughs> wang chung records exactly <laughs> so, and they just, it just got banned you know or, or, and we wow. had, it was so that really stalled the, the progress that's a that great record. that's a great great song it's a very cool song, that's yeah. that's to me is right up there with the with the other wang chung hits that's yeah. amazing yeah ah bible belt <laughs> <laughs> who do i need to call put me in a time machine God. everybody's fine <laughs> let's listen to track a little bit of track 2 uh, what's so bad about feeling good another there's that guitar yeah we were into guitars yeah <laughs> got myself a les paul down with the guitar <laughs> So what's so bad about feeling good? 
a good first single. Yeah. yeah. Does the uh, does the warmer side of cool get some play in the uh, live set right now, too? No, we don't do anything no, from that. We've no. been thinking about doing Pray to a New God, haven't we? Yeah, and maybe Snake Dance as well. Yeah, snake so dance, yeah. We're, we're yeah. up against a little bit time-wise, but I didn't want to, uh, to let you guys go without talking about your triumphant uh, appearance on Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> right. When you cover the uh, Nelly Hotton Here song. How did, how did that happen? What, what was, <laughs> did, did, you, did they give you some choices, or yeah, was that, oh, that's yeah. our jam, we got to do that? Well, there was a list of about eight songs, I think. I, know, I remember uh, Toxic by Britney Spears okay. was one, which True. we were into, but I think that <laughs> got taken. And uh, and I phoned up Chris Hughes actually, who's a produced dance all day, and uh, and I've you know still a great friend, and and read him through the list, and he just said, "Hot in here." (laughs) I said, "Are you crazy?" (laughs) But I thought, well, if Chris thinks that, then let's do it. We'll have uh, the webmaster uh, Jason put that on our site so people can see people can see that. Um, And then I wanted to ask: so after warmer side of cool, what does Wang Chung do? Where where? Because I mean, as far as recorded material. There's a, there's a pretty pretty big gap. Yeah. What do you guys are you guys do you guys still tour? Are you still writing? Well, we took we took about twenty years off. Twenty. You really? <laughs> what do you guys do during that? I always want to know what musicians do when they. Well, take- we did. Other, we just got into other things. You know, I, uh, I got a band together with uh, John Moss from right. Culture Club. All right. Okay. Land. Cool. And uh, we put out some dance records, which were really sort of anthemic sort of anthems in, in mm-hmm. the UK around the end of the eighties, early nineties, and then I got into A and R. So I worked for Warner Brothers and Sony. Oh, that's Sony great. Anybody, anybody that you uh, discovered that we would know? Uh, Bullet. Well, I worked in lo- lots of different bands, oh, sure. but uh, I suppose the biggest signing was Bullet for my Valentine. That's oh, a, a nice. metal band you know, nice. from Wales. And then when do you guys decide to put the uh, the Wang Chung train back on the tracks? <laughs> well, it was around the time of Hit Me Baby, in a sense, because oh. Nick by then was tired of working for record labels. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was tired of whatever I was doing. And, um, and so, yeah, so we, we had the time, basically, yeah. and the headspace. Because, mm. you know, although you sort of think, oh, Wang Chung, well, you just sort of get back together and you start mm. playing, and it's, you know, right. it actually requires a bit of effort and concentration and stuff. You know? <laughs> so we've been piecing it back together over the last four or five years. But you guys were still in contact with each well, other yeah, as we friends worked. the whole time. We yeah. associated a lot. I mean, you know, uh, Jack, I'd get Jack into to produ- produce some artists oh, cool. and write with them and stuff. Mm. So we'd be working together yeah. Yeah. In, in a, just in a different way. Uh-huh. Nice. Know? All right, that's cool. That always, that always, uh, that's always like, you know, David Bowie just had 10 years between albums. It's like, yep. what did Bowie do? <laughs> <laughs> I assume he's living in a castle. <laughs> and, Gardening, probably. And also drinking from the Fountain of Youth, like yeah. Cy <laughs> Well, let's hear, uh, let's hear uh, some more uh, before, I want to hear another song live because you guys sounded so great yeah would you mind playing uh, give it, giving us one more be, before sure. you go and then we'll play out with uh, some more taser up that'd yeah. be great cool. right? good. so Wonderful. what would you guys like what would you guys like to play what should we do Jack Dance All Days Ooh, I would love to hear Dance All Days yeah. Awesome. Yeah. it's possible to sing that at this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's rather early for rock stars it is yeah, yeah. everybody at fun tonight's a little hard <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're willing to do it I'm like oh, yeah. I like no, that you're like let's do it yeah let's do it pirates pirates <laughs> <laughs> that's what our tour manager introduced <laughs> <to> pirates <laughs> <laughs> when we're all wimping out about doing something <laughs> One, one of them is a lefty. They go right. One's a righty. Yeah. yeah, that works out nicely. It works, works nice, yeah for our configuration here. It's a tight space. That's about all we can do. I know. <laughs> for those fans at home, it's uh, Nick is the lefty. Right. It's the Southpaw, <laughs> the cat-handed bastard. Good. Roger then. One, two, three, four. 
take your baby by the hand I'll make it do a handstand I'll take your baby by the heel and do the next thing that you feel you were so in face in a dance hall days we were cool When I, you, and everyone we knew Who believe, do, and share in what was true Oh, I said Dance all day, love We'll take your baby by the hair Pull her close and there, there, there Take your baby by the ears Play upon her darkest fears We were so in place In a dance hall days We were good on grace When I, you, and everyone we knew Sharing what was true, oh, I said Dance all days, love Dance all days Dance all days, love Take your baby by the wrist And in her mouth and then this And in the rest is Sapphire's blue And you need her and she needs you 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 And you need her We were so In a dance hall dance We were good on crazy When I, you, and everyone we knew Who believe, do, and share in what was true Oh, I said Dance all days, love Great scatting on that. Uh, they call man. me the scat man. <laughs> awesome! Oh, so fun! What what a pleasure to yeah. To thank you so you guys. much, guys. Get to know you as uh, uh, you know the faces behind the voices behind the music. Taser, great. Taser up is on yes. iTunes. We're gonna play out with uh, driving you. How about that? Yes. Follow us on Facebook three three zero eighty one rocks. Call up uh, with some suggestions. You guys, I know Wang Chung Band on Facebook. Any other place right, uh, yeah. that Wang, they can Wang Chung Band on Twitter. On well. Twitter, okay, great. Well. Yeah. Follow. Uh, uh, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, yeah. buy Taser Up. Yes, it's so yes. good. And let's hear a little, and thank you, Jack and Nick, once again. Thank, thank you, you, Gary. Thank, thank you, Matt. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you to we our little it. audience yeah. sitting in. <laughs> and let's hear uh, Driving You.
on Rock Solid. <laughs>